Welcome to the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. Your hosts are Annika Melchert and Nora Hocker. Join them as they talk to hand-picked FinTech experts about the future of banking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. I am Nora, and next to me is my wonderful co-host, Annika. Hi, everyone. For today's talk, I'm excited to welcome Jurek Herwig, the CTO of one of the probably most promising emerging fintechs on the German market. So Forget Finance has the mission to give everyone access to financial products. They offer a digital financial coach, which helps to first educate yourself and then build your own personalized financial plan for saving and investing. I know him personally from one of our previous employers, where we both worked on a project for a large German bank in building the online banking. And after this station, he then became CTO of Neugeib Studios, the digital service agency of Commerzbank. And then last year, he co-founded his fintech, Forget Finance. That's why he's here. Great having you, Jurek. Hi. Likewise. Very nice to, to be here and also very nice uh, listening to these kind of words, basically. Great. Yeah. Thanks for being our guest today. Maybe let's start with an easy question, and I'm sure our listeners are thrilled to hear who you are, and secondly also, what makes you a fintech expert? Okay, so uh, my name is Jurek. I'm 30 years old. I'm coming from the south of Germany, and I started my career basically in studying business informatics in Mannheim, and I focused in my master's much more into, into, into informatics and middleware basically. That was also my master thesis. And then I started as software developer at Accenture. So I, I really love writing software. I really love writing code and, and bringing technology and digital to companies and to the people in the end. And my first huge project was a project at Commerce Bank where we set up basically a new banking layer for the Commerce Bank internally. So something like a Solaris Bank, which combines all different services within the commerce bank environment. After three years, anyways, I decided to move to Berlin because I'm, I was really thrilled by the startup scene and I, I really wanted to make products and develop like very closely on the user side. And for that, I wanted to move to Berlin. And when I moved to Berlin, commerce bank asked me to join their spin-off called Neugelb as CTO and setting up the IT department there. And for me, it was a nice step basically to into this startup scene as I had the chance to be in an environment which I know very well already, um, but I can just apply new ideas, new um, style of work basically into the company. So we developed there the mobile banking app for Commerce Bank, which is now live for over 2 million users. And I would say it's also a very successful app. We got lots of good feedback for it. Um, after three years again, I decided then still to now leave the Commerce Bank universe and uh, really do an own company. Uh, so I was raised basically in a, in a family where my father had several bookstores and had this entrepreneurial skill. And this was always fascinating uh, for me to be an entrepreneur, to have like multiple different tasks and, and stakes. And now I had the chance to really like do an own company. So I, I made a short excursion to the shipping industry where I developed an application for tankers and containers, which helps them to uh, reduce fuel consumption, which I love to do because, I mean, it was such a big impact on the environment as well. 
Um, unfortunately, though, uh, two reasons why it in the end failed was uh, one was that uh, I didn't have really complementary skills with my co-founder at that time. He was very technical. I was very technical. We were just missing basically the, the sales expertise. And on the other side, also the market is super hard to tackle and uh, it takes a long time to find real product market fit uh, in this industry. So I went back to the finance industry and met Coin, uh, my current co-founder, and then we founded Forget Finance in summer last year. Our, our vision basically here is to empower everyone's financial potential. Yeah? So everyone in this world should be able to fulfill his financial potential. And I think that filled us both and lead to this now company building. So now coming back to the second question, why do I believe I'm a financial technical expert? Um, so I guess I, I have a lot of like experience in, in the fintech area. So I saw multiple stages within the commerce bank from the back end and back office stuff over to mobile banking, user-facing products. Now as a founder, basically a new company, we have lots of discussions with potential partners, investors, where all we, we get to know like, okay, what are the new trends in the market? Uh, what are new technologies in this market? And secondly, when it comes to technology, um, same here, but like I discovered different technologies. So I would consider myself as a full stack developer, uh, starting as, as a Java developer in the backend and in, in largely scale systems. Later on, went to mobile development and web development, being more front end and user facing. One of my biggest strengths is that I, even if I had so many multiple task in my career, basically, in different situations, I always went back to coding and development, especially on the weekends. We had own projects, um, developed an app, developed an ML algorithm for uh, categorizing transactions. Um, so, and I think that is something which uh, I'm, I'm still having fun with and um, in the end also gives me somehow a knowledge. Yeah. That sounds like a good prerequisite for becoming a fintech CTO here. <laughs> so um, since Forget Finance is relatively new to the overall market and not everyone might know you yet. So how would you explain your business model maybe to your not so techy grandma? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, I didn't, I didn't tell my grandma yet uh, what I'm really doing. Yeah. In the end, right now, what we are, we are financial coach. Um, so we, we, we helping people, um, with guidance, uh, in, in the personal finance space and motivation. Um, and, uh, so we do see that, that many people have financial problems and don't build the financial potential. And this coach now, as it would guide you to a better shape in your body, basically, it's the same for that your financial setup. Um, but in three years, we see ourselves as a neobank with guidance layer. Now, my grandmother would probably not understand what is a neobank. Basically, I would then just say like it's an app, app-based bank or a bank in the app. Huh? So we're really a digital bank who helps to, to guide people. Huh? And like one more point on the, on the business model. Right now, we see that in the banking industry, there are different business models now in the future. So it's not only one business model, which we will be successful. So when we look at, for example, a lot of like US players in the market, they now do like th certain business models. So for example, for us, it would be like our coaching approach is for free. Every, everyone can use it. 
um, to, to get a basic knowledge about the financial market. Uh, we will then start having own products, which you can use in our app, where we then have an asset under management model or business model behind a revenue stream behind. Then we also want to offer like personalized coaching with a human, uh, where you then need to pay a subscription for this. Um, uh, we do still believe that many people now in, in this area don't, don't have personal or do need personal advice from a human to make a complex financial decision. When I'm now a listener of this podcast, how can I try Forget Finance? You can try it now on our webpage. Uh, so that is basically our compass. In your case, after you go through the assessment, your financial compass. Um, so very basic knowledge about like, okay, what, what could be some, some products in your situation? How could you set them up? Um, but we're now in beta. So uh, in summer this year, I have a public invite only beta where you then could just write us a mail or go on the webpage on the waitlist. Sounds very promising to me and also like a great business model. With you being more the tech mind as you introduce yourself, I would really love to get to know a bit more of the tech side of Forget Finance and talking, I mean, also about your, your development process and how you basically build your products. Could you explain a bit how you drive this innovation and then development of products using technology? Yeah, right now, my strongest belief, basically, how to drive innovation is speed. So the whole team and the whole tech setup is made for like iterating super fast. Because this, this is what we want to do now in the next years, basically, iterate so fast that we can try out different things and different user problems uh, to really know, okay, what is in the end the product market fit we need to build on a, on a scale level. And um, just to give you a couple of examples, how, how do we like enable speed in the development or in, in the company itself? So we, we decided, for example, in the mobile development to use React Native to be on both platform in parallel, like with very little code. Right now, for example, we use a completely set it up backend from, from Google Firebase in this case, uh, where you don't need to have in mind basically about authentication flows and security layers, uh, backend APIs, you can just use it out of the box. I mean, it's from Google, so a very nice tool. And still, it enables us to really focus on, on the real thing which we want to solve basically for the user. I'm very interested as this seems to be also a really cool tech setup you have, like as your platform. How fast can you deploy? Starting from an idea or, or a new requirement? I mean, it depends for sure on the idea and how complex it would be. We started development the app right now, uh, which is super complex with, I think, over 100 screens and different states. And we started in mid of February and we're now in beta uh, in the App Store. So uh, and we, we could go public if we would decide basically to, but we don't want to handle all the, the support side on it so it is for us enough if we have like 100 users and really assess them like heavily so um and if we're now developing a new feature i mean this can be done in one day i think that's something where normal banks can only dream about <laughs> yeah that's really fast <laughs> well, one side note on that basically is uh, i don't want to because i also saw how traditional banks work and large enterprise and i'm not saying like this can be done on, on every scale level in a company it's totally clear that you need to have like processes, which we are now just skipping to 
basically really iterate fast on the user until we found our market fit. So deep diving a little bit more into the tech stack, as we already started, what would you consider as your most valuable tech asset? So how does basically your technology differentiate from, from competitors or other fintechs on the German market? I mean, as we were so early and didn't have now yet the time to set up a huge tech stack or something or getting a lot of data from users, our most valuable asset is definitely the team. For example, just our hiring process looks like that we always look for every position. It doesn't matter if it's like a tech person, an engineer, a backend developer or designer, content manager, whatever. Everyone needs to have like certain technical skills when it comes to toolings. Um, so one example is we don't use a CMS system right now for the content creators. They get directly access to our GitHub and check in the code basically on the fly. And that makes us, on the one hand side, super fast. On the other side, it helps us also to be very interdisciplinary between the, the different uh, disciplines. And I think this is right now our most valuable asset because it, it solves our most urging problem, which is like iterating fast on the user. Yeah. But we also now looking into the future, once we're like grown up and, and our technology evolves in, inside the company, Uh, what we're definitely looking at is the assessment of the users. So we really want to understand the user, give personalized advice. And this data, what we're collecting from the user is one of the assets basically we're now setting up uh, to be able to make smart decisions, have people uh, making smart decisions. Yes. Also, as you mentioned, the future, and I'm, I'm sure you're thinking of these things quite well already. They are a lot of technologies also on the rise right now. And you mentioned you, you already dug a bit into um, machine learning, deep learning um, as a next stage or, or blockchain on the rise. Is there some technology, some emerging technology that you are looking at specifically from Forget Finance? Yeah, actually there are two, I have to say. And I think we want to, we do believe in both very strongly. The one part, and that's mainly coming interest, or it's interesting coming more from our design part, is that we believe heavily in empathy tech. So when, right now we're creating a chatbot who has intelligence on how to advise users in their financial situation. But on the spot, there's not only this intelligence layer you need to solve, where there are lots of ML tools, and I think this market is, is growing fast and gets more and more advanced. But on the other side, you also have the UX layer. So people need to understand how to talk to chatbots, how to use them. It's a completely new interface basically for them most. And that's something what they need to learn. They also don't want to just talk to a bot. They want to talk to humans. So um, what we're focusing on is making this bot, giving him an empathy so that users really like to chat with him, like to get answers from him, build up trust, build up motivation. And... A second technology, which we're also heavily looking into it and which I do believe will come more and more and is already on the rise in the fintech area, is banking automation. So since now you have like so many new B2B providers in the fintech area, traditional banks go more and more digital, which enables us to do stuff which we, like in the finance world, which we've not done before, basically. So lots of if and then solutions. So for example, if I get a salary increase, directly put my money into my retirement bucket. Or if I'm on holiday, directly 
switch my credit card to a different account where my basically travel budget is on it. These kind of stuff is coming now from a lot of fintechs and also traditional banks. We're also looking into it heavily and I do believe it's solving a lot of issues for our uh, customers in the future. One question on all these intelligent services. So is your strategy more on building all these capabilities yourself? Um, I mean, obviously, leveraging open source libraries for sentiment analysis or so? Or is your strategy rather to use, for example, the Google Cloud Platform stack um, to utilize more of those services or even partner with fintechs that already have developed these capabilities? Yeah, definitely. And, and I see this also as a trend in the market. So you have so many vertical fintech providers now, like in the personal finance where like Solaris Bank, then you have like Raisin, who's doing like something for saving accounts in the insurance space. So you have lots of like B2B providers. As a customer, you usually don't know them, but they provide banking services, which traditional bank have all under one hood, basically. Uh, but now this is moving. So you have Klarna as a payment issuer, for example. And we see ourselves as a horizontal layer on top of these vertical verticals, basically. And we don't want to basically go too deep into the back office stuff and focus mainly on the UI layer for the user, like on what does finances means on a holistic view. Um, and that's the reason why we're already now in discussion with a couple of partners, uh, especially in the investment area, uh, which will provide us all the back office stuff, basically. So Forget Finance will maybe become like a platform where you can plug in other services to, to get the best out of your money. Exactly, yeah. So that that's that's definitely an option. I mean, we do also see some vertical integrations need to be by us uh, to ensure that we uh, can offer the convenience and the quality we want to, to offer to users. But uh, I mean, it makes total sense to not build everything like hundreds of times uh, in different companies. So there are good players out there. So why not using them? Seems legit. <laughs> cool statement. Yeah. Looking back to, to Square Zero one year ago for you and for, for Forget Finance, what would you consider as your key learnings in your first year of a fintech CTO? So after this year, are there any things you would already do differently? Uh, it's a tough question for someone who is like working on this thing. <laughs> It's only six months, I guess. Yeah, so I think like as a as a as a startup CTO, it's definitely the co-founder complementary, which I was failing on basically in my first startup. Um, I I think we had a great market and we had a cool product in the end, and, and we were super motivated. But uh, due to missing complementary skills, we were not able to to tackle this market and to to fundraise properly. Um, so this was. A learning I made and I would probably do different if, if I would start over. A second one coming a bit more into the fintech area, basically. What I experience a lot is basically that people are sometimes not avoid to, to throw things away, to start over completely, um, especially on a technical perspective. Um, so I would recommend everyone and that's also, I would recommend this to my younger self basically as well. Uh, to be more brave sometimes and just to start over on a green field, if you really see that will change pretty dramatically because your tech step on your tech setup is so important on a later stage for the company's development that I think you cannot 
bring something with you which is uh, uh, not really working. So then rather just delete it, make it properly again and and start over. Kill your darlings, right? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned, you were also working in the corporate environment for quite some time. And you also already mentioned that, of course, you cannot easily compare incumbent banks and fintechs. But are there some things that incumbent players can learn from you or should learn from you? Yeah, uh, so I think our strength is definitely that we we combine tech and product very heavily. So we really um, are able to understand our users and make great products and UX for them. And I think that is sometimes something which, especially traditional banks, lacking a bit as they're too much on their products focusing and not so much on the problems of the user. I do see I mean, these banks have so many great products and so many good people working for them and they have lots of customers. I think the potential is super high and I mean, they do, they're also doing a great job in, in many ways. Still, I think sometimes you really need to just kill all your banking experience and all your product expertise and just listen to the user, try to understand what his real problem is and then solve that one. You just mentioned the topic of disruption um, indirectly. So having a look on the fintech market, which is changing so rapidly, do you have a plan to, to avoid being disrupted in the future? Um, I mean, as you know, as we're setting up on speed, I think that's already one defensibility which helps us to, to just navigate faster than others in the market to not overcome. But um, I think our main defensibility is will in the end be the, the, the information about the user. Uh, so we, we really want to understand the user very deeply to make good decisions, to help him in his best way and his most personal way. And this will give us basically a strength on being defensible because other players would need to first catch up on that and understand the user, get this data. Yeah, that's, I think, what will make us as most like defensible. Well, that sounds like a solid foundation for, for future business models. Yeah, talking about future business models, you already touched upon it a bit, but I would really love to hear your vision of banking, let's say in, in 10 years, how will users do their finances? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit spoiled in the brand name. So forget finance is, is also a bit what our long-term vision is. I imagine that with our solution, but also with other fintechs rising, that people in 10 years are able really to make smart financial decisions without basically doing anything for it. You can just like relax on your couch and, and finances will organize themselves and decisions will made by someone who really knows you. Uh, you don't need to take care of anymore if you don't want, basically. Yeah. This will then also lead to not only a relaxation basically of our users in this world as we see many people are struggling with financial decisions are unhappy with the current situation not taking the full potential um, so I think that would definitely uh, is one of the problems you want to change and I think where the market is going but it's one more aspect on it the more we basically automate and give access to financial decision the fairer the market will be as well so right now you see lots of people taking wrong decisions due to not having the knowledge, due to uh, uh, being not motivated on it. And it's just unfair 
to the people who, who know how the market works and who can navigate in it. So we believe that with our vision and if we enable everyone basically to achieve his financial potential, that it's also much more fairer in the market. That's a very promising vision. We're already excited to see more of Forget Finance in the future. We're already looking very much forward to your launch. Thank you. Jurek, it was a pleasure having you here. Thank you very much for sharing your experiences and insights on Forget Finance with us. Yeah, thanks very much for having me here. Now, coming back to our listeners who are probably right now already wondering how they can try out your digital advisor, just have a look in our show notes. We will provide you a link there that you can just click on and try out. And well, I did it myself just recently and I was quite excited. A really nice product you have. Beside this, if you want to get more cool tech insights in the financial service industry, please follow this channel. Stay tuned for more. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the FinTech and Digital Banking Podcast by BCG Platinian. BCG Platinian, your experts on IT strategy, modern technology architecture, and state-of-the-art banking. The digital future is now. For more information, check bcgplatinian.com.